Welcome back to the In The Blues Tone podcast. My name's Shane. It is currently Monday, the 31st of August, 2020. Now, I haven't done an audio-only podcast forever, so if you're unfamiliar with my YouTube channel, head over to youtube.com slash in the blues and you can watch them there. But this one is just an audio-only one. So if you are subscribed, thank you so much for all the support. Just a little bit of channel news to begin with. Uh, in the Blues channel is about to hit 150,000 subscribers in the next eight days or so, which is insane. So thank you, everybody, for all the support over the years. It's great to continually try to evolve the channel. You know, I just started out as mostly a amp and pedal channel and whatever guitars I'd buy. Then I got really s- stuck into pedals and then I got stuck into doing all types of guitar stuff. And now I'm doing a, a big mix of content or at least trying to. So I just wanted to say thank you for all the support with what I do and yeah being that we're still in the last stage of this six week or seven week lockdown here it's been tough to really shoot a whole lot of uh, well new content that's <laughs> at least gear based anyway I'm using what I have to come up with content and funnily enough I think in a strange way it's been more popular just having those different type of topics and different types of uh, titles and all that kind of stuff it's really helped so I think I'm going to focus more on coming up with ideas that are a little bit different as opposed to just continually doing the gear demo stuff which i'm still going to be doing but i'm loving having the drum kit if you haven't seen one of the videos in a while go check them out because i bought a drum kit a little while back it's what they call a midtown from pearl and it's a small drum kit i've got it kind of muted on the on the kick drum so i can record without really annoying anybody and it's kind of loud still but it's not that loud so i can get away with recording my own backing tracks uh, fully now as opposed to having someone else do the drums. Uh, I'm not a good drummer by the way, but I'm enjoying trying to keep time and trying to create a feel and then being able to play with a bit of dynamics which which works extremely well for the tracks that uh, I've been putting out. So yeah, just a little bit of an improvement there and something a bit different. I wanted to try to just try and up the ante a little bit more and hopefully it is something that uh, people are enjoying. So yeah. With all that channel news out of the way, I hope everybody's doing well in your part of the world, wherever you are listening from. And uh, yeah, it's crazy times all around the place. You know, even though we're locked in here 23 hours a day, I guess there's places that have it even worse than here. So uh, I'm not sure where that is, but but, um, no, look, there's some serious other stuff going on in the world too. But, you know, hopefully we're on the tail end of it here and stuff will start to open back up. So whenever I get a chance to you know actually drive down and be, be able to grab more gear i'm going to start doing um a lot of a lot more videos based on gear but i'm going to try and twist the videos a little bit more make them a little bit more interesting than just a straight up review because it seems like that's what people want a little bit more of anyway so yeah i'm going to try my best to uh keep the content coming for christmas all the way up until then i think in november and december i'm going to try and maybe put a video out every day it's tough but I'm in a position now where if I plan it well enough, it could work. Initially, I had planned to go overseas and shoot a whole lot of Guitar Search Saturday videos and a lot of other content, but that's going to have to wait until whenever I can get the, the heck out of Australia. So uh, whenever that day comes, I'm definitely still going to do that. Um, I've got a flight on credit. Uh, there's just no flights out at the moment, which is crazy. It's, whenever that's at all possible, it will ha- absolutely happen. I've never been more... Even though, the, even though the world appears to be falling apart for a lot of people and in a lot of places, I've never been more keen to get out of here. So 
whenever that time comes, it's going to happen. I, I'm going to probably extend the trip. I did have six weeks booked last time. I think I'm going to go for two months, maybe three, if, if it all works out. And I'll schedule up enough stuff ahead of time and get the trip I really wanted to do done. Because, you know, I think with what's going on, it puts it into perspective a little bit about uh, freedoms and, and being able to sort of travel and, and all of that kind of stuff and all the limitations put on everybody's society right now. And it'd be different in different parts of the world, but it kind of puts into perspective uh, the things you love and enjoy. And yeah, I really, there's a few things I'm really missing out on. Uh, live music is one of those things. Man, I tell you what, the day that whenever live music reopens in Melbourne, I hope everybody starts to support it way more than they did because it's such an important thing, uh, not only for the bands, but for the venues. And I think, or at least I anticipate that after the lockdown is over, at least here, people are going to want to go out. They're going to want to support their friends more. That complacency and sort of laziness that I even am guilty of when it comes to, you know, you friends bands playing over there do you want to go it's like uh, nah it's like yes i'll be there i'll be there so yeah support live music if you if you have it wherever you live because we want to keep keep the music going and keep the venues going and yeah not being able to at least play or even listen to a band um it sucks <laughs> so dr rick and i have been doing live streams once a week over the last three or four weeks just to keep ourselves sane and the support for those have, have been fantastic i'm actually going to try and plan a four-person jam over the, the live stream coming up we're going to see if that works in terms of synchronization the two-person one works really well i'm not sure if it can handle three or four people at a time but i'm going to test that out hopefully this saturday and then we'll take it from there and see whether or not it's something that will work as a bit of a live stream but i i tell you what the first the first jam night back when we can go play i'm taking my cameras i'm taking all the gear i haven't had a chance to play and i gotta go out there and give it a shot and i encourage anyone who has thought about playing but you know isn't sure if they want to go out there and play live they might not feel ready go out and do it you know the more people we get playing the better so um and it's a great thing for your development it will teach you way more than just sitting around at home um you can learn a lot obviously with um intentional practice but unintentional noodling doesn't help you anywhere near as much as going out and playing live. So get out there, go play live. It will be the best thing you've ever done. Uh, playing with other people and responding and listening and all that kind of thing is, and, and just watching other people play, all those kind of things are some of the most important things for musical development, more so than going through the books, more so than going through the scales. You know, everything's got their, their place, but playing live will teach you skills you didn't know about. Uh, you don't get from books you don't get from lessons online so yeah definitely go out and do that i know as soon as the live scene opens up again i can either gig or go to the jams uh, i'm going to be filming a lot more live stuff for the channel i mean it's what i was doing beforehand you know once every few weeks i'd post a live clip of a guitar or amplifier or some other piece of gear in the mix but i haven't you know not been able to do that it kind of sucks so you've got to come up with other things to keep the channel moving. But yeah, a big part of my channel is, or at least I, I hope so, was the fact that I like to test stuff out, you know, in the real world where it sort of matters the most. So, um, you know, there's certain items that work best at home and I focused on those too. But my perspective has always been, does it work when you play live? You know, and 
yeah, so that, that'll be an interesting um, thing for people if they do go out and play for the first time live. I, I, I greatly encourage that. So I also wanted to have a quick chat about the Boss Katana amplifier. I did a recent shootout between that and a comparably priced valve amp or tube amp called the Artist Tweet Tone 20. I think it really put the, the nail in the coffin for the Katana for me. I don't mind the Katana. I think for what it is, it's pretty good. But when you compare it to a valve amp back back to back, um, yeah, it's it's not really too close in my opinion. I, there were some things about the Katana I liked better. It was a bit brighter in some parts of the test, but I sort of found that it lacked a lot of niceness compared to an actual similarly priced valve amp. So the Artist Tweet Tone is an EL84 based amp, very similar to a Blues Junior. So it's kind of like comparing a Blues Junior, a 20 watt version of that, with more gain and two independent channels up against the Katana. I tried my best to get both of them to sound as good as I could. And it's a really interesting test because I know there's a lot of people out there that love the Katanas and for good reason, right? They're great value. You get a lot out of them. They can cover almost any style of music. They've got a great clean channel. There's lots of different tonal options, but I think I'm probably going to sell that coming up. I paid full price for that here as well in Melbourne. It wasn't free from Roland. I actually sent their next tone back. I'll save that for another podcast. But um, yeah, the, the Katana was good. I bought it to compare it against the Fender Mustang GTX. That was the only reason I bought it, just to make a video. Um, but after using it a fair bit, uh, I don't feel it records very well. And the reason why this is, I was talking to a couple of other people about this recently. I feel like the Boss Katana, it has more top end and it has more low end. It's almost like a hi-fi sound, not not in a in a not in a way that doesn't sound good, right? Like it, it's got, it's just a very bright amplifier and it's also a very uh, bassy amplifier. But those high frequencies, the only way you can get rid of them is if you use the master or global EQ for the amplifier, which is something you need to do with the computer, which is what I did as well. But I still found that the amplifier has more of, you don't necessarily hear it when you're in front of it. You hear it further away from the amplifier, but the mics picked up way more treble than I was hearing sitting right in front of it. And I had them both sounding very comparable to each other in the room. So it goes to show you that there is a bit of a, a slight laser beam of death out of those amps. I still think they're great. And if you're using pedals into them, you'll probably get a pretty great result too. Look, this is coming from a, a blues player's perspective, right? If you are if you play rock, classic rock, if you play heavier stuff, you're going to love that amp. That's who I think it's aimed for more than a guy like myself. So yeah, I know there's other guys out there that use them like Dave Simpson. He's an awesome guy, a good friend as well. But yeah, for what I like, I, I think the PV Bandit, destroys the boss katana if you can find a used pv bandit just pick up that instead um or a, or a fender 112 deluxe plus those things are just unreal uh, depends where you live to as i always say the market will change and vary price wise and all that kind of stuff but yeah there's something to be said for um the valve amp still i i don't really see myself probably ever buying another sort of solid state digital modeling amplifier or anything that needs to be hooked up to the computer uh, after the katana i think that'll be it the only amp i'm keeping with any of that sort of tech which isn't the same is the fender tone master twin now given they're far more exp uh, expensive than the katana right but interestingly enough it just sounds infinitely better to my ear 
uh, and that's all subjective as well but for what i like personally the the twin is lighter it's it feels louder it's more pleasing and it does what i want it to do so that'll be the one i'm going to keep and i'm going to be flipping the katana pretty shortly on on somewhere online either on my website or um, ebay or something like that but yeah it's a it's a great amp for the right person i just don't think i'm the right person for the katana and i love hearing other people get great sounds out of it you know if you play heavy music i think what was his name rabia did a, a heavy sort of metal track on it it sounded great you know there's other people that use them live but when i've heard them in the mix they always have that laser beam of death you might not hear it on stage but people at the front if you walk past it it just gets you and um yeah it's a hard thing to dial out it really is and if i didn't hear it in the room but the mics really really accentuated that so yeah it was an interesting test go check it out it's just called something like uh what was it called what did i call it called it like can the katana keep up or something like that um boss katana versus tube amp can the katana keep up so you can go check that out if you haven't seen it it um it's sort of it's getting a mixed reception as of any of these opinionated things but that's what that's the cool thing about youtube you know because people keep it respectful most of the time on the channel so it's it's cool and i wasn't belittling any of the amps either i just basically left it up to the audience to make their decision no post-processing or anything like that so yeah overall i think they're a great amp they're a solid contender for the best of their type you know in the world but I much prefer a more simple approach. Plug in, get the sound I like without any ice pick, without any need for throwing it into the computer, or connecting it to the computer, I should say, and and dialing out frequencies and all that. I, I had a bit of problems with the next tone in that regard as well. And um, yeah, it was it just, I couldn't get it to sound the way that I wanted it. I knew I wasn't gonna use it again. So I just shipped it back. I said, here, give this to one of your kids. So. Um, yeah, I don't know where that's ended up, but uh, <laughs> yeah, it's on. Its, it, it is out. It has been sent back, and someone's probably enjoying it far more than what I was enjoying it. So don't take that the wrong way. If you own one, if it does what you want it to do, that's the main and most important thing. Uh, I just try to put out my opinion on my experience with using something after a while, irrespective of if I buy it or if it was sent out for review. And in the case of the Katana, I actually paid for it. Over the last few months, I've also been working on a few a little bit of a side project thing. I've been building a few websites, which is what I do to sort of help cover costs as well, all that kind of thing as well. And they're all free to go visit and all, everything like that. But one of the things that uh, I've been working on a lot is my guitar speaker website. It's called guitarspeakerguide.com. It's basically the best resource on the net for speaker-related questions. What amp has what speaker in it? <laughs> All the way through to what are the best speakers for this amplifier, that amplifier, and I'm continually updating that website as I go. So I get a lot of questions about speakers as I've reviewed lots and lots on the channel over the last sort of 15 years or 10 years or however long it's been, 12. We'll go with 12, that sounds about right. Um, so yeah, I thought, you know what, I'm going to put together this website that covers all of the frequently asked questions and goes into more detail about each of the speakers and why they're matched really well for certain amps you know like it's one of those weird things that i've had a lot of friends who are guitar players obviously a lot of a couple of my friends in particular have changed speakers a lot of times and i've been fortunate enough to sort of t hear those speakers test those speakers in different amps over the years and also just collate a lot of popular opinions about which speakers are best suited and why. And after listening to a lot of videos and after listening to a lot of audio, I've just 
put this massive and creating videos and audio as well. I've just created this massive archive of speaker-related stuff. So if you've ever thought about changing a speaker and you're not sure what you need to know and why you would want to change a speaker and what to be aware of, check out guitarspeakerguide.com. It's a, I put a lot of work into it and hopefully it's free as well. Like I said, it doesn't cost you anything to visit it. And um, yeah, it's just a massive sort of archive of information when it comes to my experience with speakers and amps and all that kind of stuff. And if you, you've got an amplifier, say it's a Yorkville trainer or a, or a Marshall and you're like, oh, what speaker's in there or what rating is the speaker that's in there? The website has all the ohm, ohms rating or the impedance ratings for all of the speakers. So, well, not, not every amplifier, I should say, but uh, yeah, a lot of them. So it's continually getting updated. It ranks really well if you can't remember the name of it when you're done listening to this just type in something like what is the best speaker for a fender deluxe reverb and it will come up first so guitarspeakerguide.com check it out thanks for hanging out folks this is shane i really appreciate your support online with all the stuff that i do if you're new to the podcast and this is the first one that you've listened to i hope you like it it's just something that i do from time to time in a less prepared state as well as my more prepared podcast which will go up on youtube always Uh, But I figured while I have a little bit of downtime tonight and I'm not filming anything or not editing anything for the first time in a while, I thought I would just do a podcast because that's what you do when you're sort of stuck in your house all day. You just keep making stuff to keep your mind off all the other stuff. But yeah, I hope everybody's doing well. Thanks again for the support. And if you're new to the podcast, don't forget to subscribe to it on iTunes or whatever you're listening to. Or you can head over to InTheBluesPodcast.com and listen for free there as well. No sign-up or anything required. You can just hit play and listen listen to them for free there. That's where I host them anyway. So thanks again. Catch you soon. See ya.